In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to Ash Wednesday, the beginning of our Lenten season. Do not look dismal, do not lose heart. We're just heading into the next season of the church year. And for some of us, we feel very excited about that. Right, Father Derek? Yes, look at that. Excitement exudes from both of us. When I was a kid, my younger brother and I would play with those little matchbox cars. And we had a map that we would lay on the floor and we would play with these cars until, well, we just played forever with them. And I was always, big surprise, I was always the cop in Cops and Robbers, and he was always the robber. He ended up living all over this map, in houses and stores and all sorts of places, and all of the time he would go and rob a store, or he would smash cars together, and I would initiate a chase with my police cars in hot pursuit, sirens and all. A few years later, when I became a teenager, I began babysitting for this family that we knew in the neighborhood. They had two boys. We're going to call them Mike and Jimmy. Mike was the older of the two, maybe seven or eight years old. I was probably 14 or 15. Jimmy was only four years old when I started babysitting for them. And the thing with Jimmy was that as an infant, he had suffered a brain infection, kind of like meningitis, which had left him prone to seizures. He was verbal, and he was a fun little kid, but you had to monitor him closely. As a teenager, I wasn't really concerned with all of these details, because I knew that I had a job to do. And my job was to make sure that they were fed with dinner. After dinner, I would crush up Jimmy's medication, mix it with applesauce, and then make sure he ate it. And then we would turn to play our favorite game of cars. Mike, Jimmy, and I would all pick the cars we wanted. We'd begin to play. Mike, like I, liked to be the cop. So I decided to join Jimmy in being the robbers. Now, in these car games, all would start off well and good. But pretty quickly on, Jimmy's attention and imagination would start to take over. He would lose attention. Pretty soon, his cars were converted into airplanes that would zoom around, evading arrest. Then they became spaceships, which would leave orbit, leaving the playroom, going into the forbidden dining room, where I would have to chase him and get him out. Then he would declare that his cars were invisible and untouchable. I bet you can picture it, though, as Jimmy zooms around the room, and poor Mike, poor Mike sitting there with the mat incensed, that's not how you play, Jimmy, Mike would plead. It wasn't how you played. And after a few minutes of Jimmy living in his dream world, the whole game would collapse because the rules had fallen apart. We like rules, it turns out. Our lives are filled with them. Everywhere we go, just about everything we do is governed by an order that we ourselves have brought into being. Now, now, the great thing about rules is that they do maintain this order. They allow civilized life to be possible. And for someone like me, whose very identity is tied up in rules that govern who I'm to be, what I'm to do, even what I am to wear, down to the color, rules provide a level of comfort and predictability. 
as we find ourselves in an increasingly scary and unpredictable world. So for those of you who have been to Ash Wednesday before, or to those of you who have observed a Lenten season before, you and I are ready for a season where we add a rule or a discipline to our lives. We're ready to change things up a bit. I'll admit that many of the things, though, that at least I've done over the course of many Lents, they, they tend to feel like rules. They give up that food or stop gossiping or pause social media. Or even if you're into what I like to call New Lent, where you add something on, like go to the gym, say something nice every day, read your Bible. Well, these rules, taking away or adding, they're actually really disciplines in the church. They are impositions, yes, sometimes externally, but, but sometimes they're internal. And this is where disciplines are a little bit different than rules. Because disciplines differ in their ends, in what they point to. A rule might have an individual or collective good as kind of a, 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 a benefit. But, but a discipline is really meant to change us, transform us from the outside in. So during Lent... We take on these disciplines in hopes that we will grow closer with God. But often, I'm speaking from my own experience here, often these disciplines end up becoming more about me living a better or more efficient life. Or maybe just something that's a little less stressful. Things like the Christian diet plan. Eat differently, exercise more. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. We all need to start somewhere. And giving up something small can be a seed that grows over the years. So if you've never done it before, that's a great place to start. But Lent, I think, is actually supposed to be more than that. Lent is supposed to be a disruption. It is supposed to be a break in our typical habits. I worry that if I were a babysitter today equipped with more technology in my cell phone than the space shuttle, that I would sit on my couch, or sit on their couch, giving Mike and Jimmy their respective devices, and then I would turn to focus on mine. So often, we are focused on the things in our lives that really don't matter. So often, we are tempted away from real interaction because it seems too difficult, too unpredictable, just too much work. I think we are like that with God almost constantly. That is, distracted. We focus on the phones of our lives rather than on the life-giving world in which God places us. We try to pass the time by filling our consciousness with entertainment rather than listening for the quiet movement of the Spirit. We get lost in our habits of distraction, held in lockstep with one another minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, And when we finally look up, we wonder why we have so little time. Well, in Lent, God yearns for us to put it down. God cries out for us to look up and to hear God. Lent is about disrupting the distractions of our life. Lent is about unsettling us just enough to catch a glimpse of God through the cracks that have emerged. Lent is even about using a rule, or in this case, a discipline, 
to break years-long habits that keep us at arm's reach. The rules to break the rules, so to speak. One time, when we were playing this car game with Mike and Jimmy, it was just as every other time. As predictably as it had happened countless times before Jimmy broke the rules, cars became planes and spaceships. Cars were invisible and untouchable. And I could see in Mike's eyes that he had had enough. He was done with the chaos and unpredictability. But just as his eyes had glazed over, Jimmy ran back into our field of vision, holding out his car in his hand and yelling, I'm the robber, you guys! I'm the robber! Did you forget you're supposed to chase me? Chase me! And with that, he took off, laughing hysterically. Mike changed in that moment. Realizing what he was supposed to be doing, he grabbed his cop car, stood up, and took off running after his little brother, laughing at the fresh game brought to new life. Well, in Lent, I think that God holds out God's arms in front of us, hoping that we will look up, praying that we will hear God's voice as it says, as he says, Did you forget? Chase me! Chase me! Chase me! The disciplines of Lent, whether we take something on or give something up, are all about getting us to look up, to see God, to hear God's voice, and then to take off running, running freely after God. Amen.